You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, June 18th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Friars on Base, Baseball FYI, or Off the Bench Baseball, and coming soon this Tuesday... Just Baseball site coming out soon, guys. Check the link in the description of the podcast, guys. And maybe if by any chance you're more in the pop culture lane of things, places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade, Disgusting, Film, Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. You might be familiar with uh, some of my stuff there. And most importantly, though, of this year Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, and if you feel so inclined, only, 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 if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you and even get back to you here on the show. Guaranteed for the rest of the week, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app with a question in the description, and it is guaranteed to appear on the show. Been answering a lot of those lately, and been answering some of them recently, actually. I think I answered one like two days ago about Joey Gallo. A lot of stuff to talk about, guys, of course, so I'll take any question. Even if it's not baseball, I'll even take your question. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by not Locker Room, but it has been changed to Spotify Green Room. It's the same thing I've been talking about for a while. Join me on there to talk about the Padres tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time for the beginning of this Reds game. Should be a goody, goody, good one. Love that app so, so much, guys. And for today's episode, I don't know if you guys could tell. But I'm in a good old mood. I am no longer the Joker. How amazing is that? I don't feel like I'm the Joker anymore. I think the Joker bit, Who any, anyone who missed my video on the Padres account, go check that out. Where I, I reenacted the scene from The Dark Knight. Uh, I think that that's going to be typically just associated with, with Blake Snell right now, uh, for sure. And, you know, you, you come off of, let's just say, alright, we're going to be talking about last night's game, guys. And then we're going to be continuing the crossover with Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds. And it's amazing how much stuff... Uh, he talked about and how much stuff I talked about on our crossover ended up coming true. Really, really nuts, guys. Uh, last night, you know, the Padres win the game, and it was an absolute glorious one uh, for the Friars. Uh, starting things off, though, Joe Musgrove was the pitcher. We're going to work our way up to the fun stuff. Uh, Joe Musgrove was the pitcher, uh, starting pitcher for the Padres in this one, and as usual, he was pretty great. Goes seven innings, giving up no runs, four hits, walking three was a little bit rare for him and striking out only two which is also a little bit rare for him so the strikeout stuff wasn't necessarily there but it was okay the curve still had a lot of movement I honestly think just just an eye test thing and we talked about this on the crossover with Jeff the Reds just have a really good offense guys those guys are good guys like Jonathan India they aren't swinging at bad pitches and Musgrove can be a little bit of a he toys with you a little bit with those curveballs and cutters and all that so every now and then uh, there are games like this I think that Musgrove may have when you're facing really good offenses but even still it's so impressive that still he didn't give up the big hits the big hits actually end up coming a bit later but before we get into that another thing Jeff and I talked about was Wade Miley uh, and Jeff thought he was being disrespected well, uh, he was not proven uh, wrong about that because today in this game he goes seven innings, giving up two runs on four hits with two walks, five Ks. He actually had a no-hitter going for a little bit until Fernando! 
Fernando left the building. First pitch home run for Tatis off of Wade Miley to break up his no-hitter. Now, it wasn't... I think you get into no-hitter danger alert once you get past that sixth inning and we're in the seventh inning. That's when it starts becoming like... All right, we should definitely start being like, oh my God. Don't get me wrong. We all instinctively and reactionarily, if that's even a word and correct way to phrase it, uh, always think about the no hitter once you get past like four. Like we all do, but when it becomes real is when you get past like that sixth or seventh inning, right? So that that was a, a nice to see. And then May Machado also hits a solo shot. The Padres are up by two, basically, for this game. And before we talk about Melanson, I just want to say it also should be pointed out that. There are two things, honestly, that should be pointed out in terms of what happens. Melanson blows his first save of the season, okay? And I saw some people, now I think that this was just, every now and then I have to, and, and let me guys know if you think I get caught up in this every now and then with the Padres internet, Padres Twitter baseball internet kind of freaking out and they immediately jump on top of things. And I almost take that as like, uh, like like I kind of, I, I kind of misjudge how vocal a minority that might be probably, and in this case, it was people saying, oh, they need a new closer, and, you know, this guy isn't going to be getting it done in October and all that stuff, and I don't think we know that. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually, for the record, think that the Padres should try and enforce their bullpen just a bit. I do think Melanson is due for some regression. I don't think he's going to keep up with an ERA under one, and after giving up four earned runs in this inning, uh, it jumped it up to 1.86, so that sounds a little bit more in line with what I would expect from Mark Melanson, but even still, guys like, you know, Tim Hill and guys like... Craig Stammen even to a degree like there are guys in this bullpen that might be performing a little bit above and I know that we have some injuries Dan Altavilla uh, Matt Strom are out but I still think maybe adding a bullpen piece might be uh might be cool especially if you can get one on the cheap uh but Melanson blows the save but I'm not gonna start judging guys he's been perfect this year the only saves that he's blown is someone when there was a man on second and in my opinion you can't really blame closers the same way for a man on second it's just a totally different game when you have that advantage to start um and it was unfortunate and this is gonna happen happen you know what I mean and what was so sad I tweeted this is that it came at the worst time for him to finally be, he was due he was due to blow a save he's not going to be perfect this isn't Mariano Rivera and even Mariano Rivera and and I should say a better comparison Trevor Hoffman what am I doing this is a Padres podcast what am I doing uh Trevor Hoffman will blow saves every now and then at least once or twice you know a season I mean come on it's a long season guys so um I'm still fine with Melanson I still think that yes it is annoying sometimes when he gets behind in the count hitters can really sit on him because they know he's not going to dare them with a fastball down the middle that's not his strength so it can be a little nerve-wracking but still he's been great this year so I have no problems with him it just came at a really bad time because the Padres just got swept by the Rockies right it comes at the worst possible time I if we just swept the Rockies and he blew a save we're like ah all right like he, he was due I get it you know what I mean we got to lose at some point right so he ends up blowing the save and second it should be pointed out in the bottom of the eighth the Padres had two men on with nobody out to start the inning a single from Victor Caratini and then a single from Jerks and Profar the two hitters that are you know, bottom of the order, and then Tommy Pham strikes out, Tatis strikes out, and then Trent Grisham lines out. So it should be pointed out that the Padres, yet again, not driving people in from scoring position, and they could have bolstered their lead a bit. But, of course, it didn't matter. Absolutely nuts ninth inning. Of course, the save, the blowed save happens at the top of the ninth, and then, my God, Baby Machado walks. Myers strikes out swing. I don't know what Myers is doing. I don't know what to say. Don't, don't ask me questions about Myers, guys. Manny Machado, Gets the second, technically uh, on a fielder's indifference, which was weird. I don't know if I'm just like, I'm not hungover. I'm not high. I'm not nothing. I'm just, I swear he stole the base straight up. I could be wrong, though. Maybe I'm just misremembering it. And then Eric Hosmer, who nobody asked my mom. 
I was watching the game with my mom. Nobody come to the house, no reporters, NJ Inquirer, uh, San Diego Union Tribune. If people are on the West Coast, are going to travel to New Jersey for some reason. Uh, nobody asked my mom for the tape of uh, me 100% complaining and ranting to her about how bad Eric Hosmer has been for the last like month and a half. It feels like it's more like a month, but month and a half it feels like. And naturally... After this completing, Eric Hosmer drills a home run to deep right field. Not super deep, it's 366 feet, but still he kills it. Finally, a little bit of launch angle on the damn swing. It was Hosmer's first home run in a while. It was the first big moment for the Padres in a while. He ties the game. For the record, no, I am still not going to stop complaining about how Eric Hosmer has not been very good. But still, I love that. It feels like in certain situations he can come up huge. I just want to get to the postseason first. You know what I mean? That's what I want to make sure that we make it to. If it's terms of just the regular season, I don't know, man. But in terms of the postseason, you could do worse than having Eric Hosmer up there. He's been there before. He's been in clutch situations before. Just ask the Kansas City Royals and ask the New York Mets. You know what I mean? Ask all those teams. So, uh, very nice to see that from Hosmer. Then Jake Cronenworth singles to center field. And then I've been saying all year... All year, I, not even all year, since the beginning of this podcast, I have regaled you with the fact of Puerto Rican power. Puerto Rican power, Victor Caratini walks it off. In the air to left field for Victor Caratini, in to a sea of San Diegans, Padres walk it off. Of course, Don Rosillo on the call, absolutely killing it as always. Um, look, it, it was a really great game, guys, and it was a game that really the Padres needed. It's hard to say a team needed a win, especially when it's, you know, June. You know what I mean? It's not like it's especially when your sport is baseball. It's hard to say that one specific game was something you needed. But in terms of just morale, I think you could argue they really needed this. After getting swept by Colorado, after getting beat by teams that they may face um, in the postseason, especially the Cubs, going 1-5 and five against the Cubs, and then only taking uh, three of the games against the Mets, uh, you know, to get beat up by good teams like that and then get swept by a really bad team, it's just not good for team morale, at least I don't think. Or at least not good for fan morale. It was really unfortunate, but Caratini thankfully comes through. He's currently slashing 400 with men in scoring position and in situations, in high leverage situations, I should say. Uh, don't look that up. It's definitely true. Uh, don't check my math on that. Um, so Victor Caratini, one thing I got to say, some people wonder, do the Padres need another catcher? They have Webster Rivas as the backup right now. I think, in theory, is are Austin Nola or Victor Caratini like top 10 catchers? I don't think so. I think you can make the case Nola might be. He's got a little bit, he's just a better bat than Victor Caratini, although I love Caratini behind the plate, uh, objectively speaking. He's really great there. I mean, he caught the no-hitter, for Christ's sake, uh, behind Joe Musgrove this year. So that just speaks to his, his abilities as a catcher and a leader. But I think those guys combined is enough for the Padres, you know what I mean? Like, they don't need to start going for a catcher or anything like that. I was talking with a friend earlier this week about that. Um, great moment, guys. Really great moment. Uh, I, I feel like I've spent a lot of time talking about it, but that's because it was it was really fun, and we haven't had... It's not that we haven't had fun. We had the Tatis against Houston home run, but it was just this one was so needed, you know? So hopefully they can use this and piggyback off of it to uh, beat, beat up the Reds a little bit more. That would be that would be a whole lot of fun. I would greatly appreciate that. Head into this upcoming Dodgers series with a little bit of a with your heads held high. You know that would be great. So shout out to Victor Caratini guys, and also shout out to Fully Loaded. 
Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All their nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Padres listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code Locked On. Just $1 and free shipping if you use that code Locked On at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. Now, guys, just one more message and we're going back to Jeff. In terms of X factor, let's circle back to the original question. I think the biggest X factor for the Padres right now is Trent Grisham. And, you know, I could have just gotten the cliche answer and said Tatis, but everyone knows about Tatis. Honestly, these days, I'm just like, if you're against him, then then miss me with that, man. Like, I don't want (laughs) to, you know what I mean? Like, I I just can't. I I don't know what you're watching if if you're against Tatis. But with Trent Grisham, he's been in and out of the lineup this year. He started off the season hurt. Then he got hurt again after like a week or what have you. And he only just came back to the lineup uh, for the Mets series. So, and a lot of people don't necessarily talk about him. Great defensive player, won a gold glove last year. Amazing on base skills. He's got a pretty good eye at the plate. Yes, he strikes out and some weird stuff every now and then. Although every now and then I'm like, man, he's just getting a little unlucky. Like, can someone give him a break? I know that was like kind of on the plate, but still, come on. But um, and despite his a little bit weird uh swing, the two-handed swing that he has, he's been awesome. He's been slugging it uh more this year. Uh, he's been arguably the only thing I was right about when it comes to this Padres team heading into the season, which is that uh, I mean, I don't know if this is gonna happen, but top 10 and MVP voting for outfielders, it could happen. You never know. Uh, it could happen, but uh, I would definitely call him the X factor that not a lot of people are necessarily talking about. Otherwise, it's kind of straightforward. This is a series about pitching versus hitting the Padres just to break down because I was just looking at it because, you know, me, I've already bringing up the numbers and stuff, even <laughs> though I'm not a big numbers guy all the time, which is very odd that I've just decided that this morning, uh, this godforsaken morning um, batting average. The Padres are 22nd while the Reds are sixth on base percentage. The Padres are 13th, which isn't terrible, while the Reds are fourth runs. The Padres are 13th while the Reds are 6th and home runs, which is, I don't think a lot of people would expect this. The Padres are 20th in baseball, and then the Reds are 5th slugging percentage, 26th in the league, and then the Reds is 4th. So that kind of illustrates it, and then earn run average, and then batting average against is just all in the Padres' favor. They're 1st in all of those uh, whip their 4th. So just as, as a break, that really is hitting versus pitching right now, uh, which is nuts, and I think that should make for a fun series. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's very... Everyone's wondering what are the Padres going to do at the deadline, right? And I know that your team is an interesting spot. I, at one point, just because I like talking myself into uh, every single person that's available. Uh, and I was like, oh, is Luis Castillo available? He's not doing well. The Reds, the Reds will give him up. And then I like waited for a minute. Then I thought about it. I'm like, well, they still have him under club control. It doesn't cost a lot. And he's young. And they're two games above five. Yeah, they're not training Luis Castillo. So I like had to talk myself out of it and all that stuff. But I'm wondering, what, where do you think the Reds are right now? What do you think is, first of all, to repeat your question, what is their X factor do you think that people aren't talking about? Uh, please say Jonathan India, because that was my rookie of the year pick. Um, and then um, just talk about like, where are the Reds in terms of the future of this season? Because like you said, last year it was not having any offense. This year it's the pitching has been a little bit of a mess. So where are the Reds coming up towards this? Uh, trade deadline and whatnot 
That gummit you read my mind. Now I'm thinking of a different X Factor. No, I'm kidding. It's Jonathan <laughs> India. He has been phenomenal. And ever since getting put into the leadoff spot, he has looked every bit the part, mm. regardless of being a rookie or not. Like he had that really hot first month that everybody was looking at and saying, okay, his Babbitt was super high. He was getting very yep. lucky. And then pitchers got the scouting report and he kind of struggled for a few weeks there. But like a really smart hitter does, he made an adjustment and he did it quick. And he's already kind of got that second wind in his rookie season. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll figure out as the season progresses. But it's interesting to note, too, he started the year with the Pirates of the Caribbean as his walk-up song. And mm-hmm. then whenever <laughs> p- pitchers got the uh, scouting report on him, he changed it. So maybe the song has some, I, I don't know, but he has looked phenomenal. He had a three hit day the other day from the leadoff spot, two singles and a double and a walk. And the Reds ended up scoring 10 runs that game. I think there's a correlation. So I like him as the X factor for the Reds lineup because we all know that it's Winker and Castellanos and every pitcher has to account for those guys which I'm really looking forward to seeing the different pitching match. I know that the Reds are going to miss Blake Snell because he's pitching tonight. And I know that he hasn't had the Blake Snelliest of years yet, but that's, I'm sure that's coming. So to see him against Musgrove and some of those other guys, I'm, I'm very excited to see that. But overall, Jonathan India has been an amazing catalyst when he's been on. So far as where the Reds are is interesting. Because there is the objective side that says they are above 500. They have weaknesses that they could fill with some trades, namely the bullpen. If they go out and they get a bona fide arm, then you feel a lot better about this team. Or if they want to go trade for Trevor Story or another bona fide shortstop, that'd be kind of cool too. But there's also the ownership side of things, which all we've heard ever since the beginning of this calendar year is how the finances, there was a direct quote from one of the guys in the ownership group that says, our finances are a train wreck. And every single person does not even need to read between the lines to know that the Reds are trying to tell us that they're not going to do anything. Really hope that that's not the case at the deadline. Maybe that's more of a don't expect the $160 million that we spent over the last couple of off seasons to be spent this year. And I hope that they can just go get, I mean, I've been trying to talk myself into like, okay, who is on an expiring contract? Who's a vet? Who's a guy that's not going to cost that much? Because basically anytime someone who has the ability to make a financial decision has been asked about how good they think the team is, they begin the answer by talking about the budget and the financial situation. And every single Reds fan has their eyes roll back into their head because that's not any part of the answer that we were looking for. So as much as I want them to be a buyer, there is the special asterisk contingent for this Reds ownership group of will they actually buy? Because I think right now they're in the driver's seat so far as buyers are concerned. But the unanswerable question of who signs the checks and will they do more? Wow. That was well said, sir. That was well said. Very dramatic at the end there, too. <laughs> Had to bring um, it home, you know. <laughs> hey, it's rough. It's, you know, it, I've always felt bad because, you know, the low, the, you know, big market Padres just always taking players from people and whatnot. Just historically speaking, they're always signing free agents, always bringing in superstars. Um, of course, I'm being uh, facetious, everybody. It's just kind of like it sucks because whenever I talk to, say, Jason Burke of Locked on A's where it's like, 
you know, these teams that do well, that people bring up the Rays and they're like, wow, Kevin Cash just knows what he's doing. And I always like, I agree. I agree. But could you imagine if they just were like, let's get one free agent, just one. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just spend one time just to have for. And, and it sucks because especially teams like the, the A's who are, you know, they have money. Like this isn't some poor just started up from, you know, the, 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 the suburbs of, you know, green Bay or something like that. <laughs> like this is, this is a team with a big history. It has hall of fame players on it. A lot of people, I know people who wear A's gear just to wear it and they like it. Cause it's just, there's something about the A's. Right. So that's right. unfortunate. And it's unfortunate to see that, especially with the team competing right now that they, it might come down to an issue of finances. Will they trade for a uh, Max Scherzer or something like that? Right. Like who knows? Because, uh, Max Scherzer is getting paid a decent amount of money. So who knows, even though it would only be for this year, which is crazy. Um, I am wondering though, another thing about, about the, the Reds. And like you said, I'm gr- very glad that you, uh, made me look a little bit smarter with the Jonathan India thing <laughs> for full and to now make myself not look smart. I only picked him. Cause I was like, nobody's talking about it, but he's a rookie. And I just did that because last year, Jake Cronenworth, no one was talking about him either. So my thing was nah, this guy, Dylan Carlson, too obvious. I didn't want to go with it. Now it looks like it's probably going to be Trevor Rogers at this point early on in the year for the Miami Marlins, but uh, still, you never know. I just looked up Jonathan India, 379 on base. He's been really, really good. So shouts to that dude. Um, last question I want to ask you just in terms of about the team though itself, Eugenio Suarez, is there, cause very good player. I, I would say the Reds are masters of having like the best players in baseball that nobody actually knows about necessarily not to be beat. The A's just talked about them. They're very similar too with Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Um, is, is Suarez, uh, is he doing all right? You know, is he, is he, is he going to get better or is this kind of like, do you think that there's actual signs of some decline on his part? I think he's going to get better. It's it's interesting because I think it was last Friday. He cut his finger, his index finger on his left hand cooking. And ever since then, he's actually seen a renaissance at the plate. He's hit a couple of homers. He's had a bunch of hits. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Such and, a weird team. <laughs> and it's so weird, like, because the way that he holds his bat now, he has his index finger out. So it looks like he's got mm-hmm. like this weird batting grip. And I'm just glad that he hasn't had a pitch in on the hands because I feel like he's like holding it out there to get hit harder. But mm-hmm. he has smoothed out his swing. He was like really choppy, really like you could tell he was absolutely overkeyed up every time he got into the batter's box early on this season because he looked at his batting average like I'm batting a buck fifty. What? I got to hit mm-hmm. like nine hits in this at bat right now and get my batting average up. And mm-hmm. well, number one, you're not going to do that. Cause you only get one hit per at bat. If you get a hit <laughs> and um, number two, he just, he pressed so hard and now it's like, it's forced him physically to smoothen out and slow down his swing. And he's gotten a lot better contact, a lot better quality of hits. He had a hit last night as well. So I, I look at him as a guy who could very much be an X factor for the rest of the season, because with the decline, as much as I hate to say it, because he's been going through it for a few years with the decline of Joey Votto, the face of the franchise has become a Eugenio Suarez and to see him batting a buck 60 just hurts my heart. And I think that he's eventually going to get back to that level that we like and, and kind of, and I love Suarez and like going back to what you were talking about though, with like the A's and different teams like that. I just want to say for a minute, I'm jealous, man, because the Padres <laughs> looked at the market this last off season and said, all right, they're not spending. They're not spending there. Okay. You know what we're going to do? We're going to spend. 
And I love that. I, I, I was so happy to see that, that there were at least some teams and it wasn't the Yankees or the Dodgers, which of course they spent too, but it wasn't the usual suspects who just benefit from having an overly ginormous size market. It was the Padres. They were going for it and the White Sox and things like that. And I was happy to see that that was going on. So yeah, I'm a little bit jealous there. Cause I, I think that the, the pods are going to be in this. I know that they're sitting in third right now, but I think the giants are due for regression. So I, I definitely still think it's going to be Dodgers Padres one, two. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Investing can be complicated, guys, and that's why Wealthfront is here for you. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control, and they can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockdown MLB. Remember guys, that is wealthfront W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash lockdown MLB to start growing your savings. And also, guys, um, 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 I want to talk to you about the best protein bars in the world. Of course, they are the built bars, guys. They've got all sorts of flavors. They're kind of like the Ben and Jerry's of the built of the protein bar world, I should say. They've got mint brownie, raspberry, they have banana nut bread currently on sale for limited time they have all these limited time flavors uh guys that you should definitely uh you know lock in on because it's really they're really they're really delicious so you'd be surprised about how many different flavors they are and of course they are healthy for you most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams net carbs so what are you waiting for, guys? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Mm. Hey, I hope so, because the Giants look good. You know, at the time of this recording last night, Mike Yastrzemski hitting a grand slam, clutch grand slam <laughs> to give him a lead, because the Diamondbacks were like, I got an idea. Let's just be the, the 76ers. Uh, the Let's be the, the Charlotte Let's be the Charlotte Bobcats. Like, let's just lose every single game ever. Uh, oh, man, the D-backs. <laughs> oh, they have Miller Thomas. He's dying oh, over Miller. there. Dude, <laughs> them, boy, and, them boys starving. <laughs> and what's hilarious is Millard has every single bragging right over me for the rest of the year. The Reds have played mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks six times, and they've lost five. The Diamondbacks <laughs> have 20 wins, and a quarter of them have come against the Reds. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so sad. I don't sad. get it. It's baseball. It's absolutely sad, man. Hey, it happens, I guess. Um, Jeff, do you have any final questions for me or things you'd like to talk about? Any plugs? You can always plug, of course, on the podcast. Love (laughs) when people plug whatever it is they're doing. Uh, Go for it and tell the people what you're about. No, I appreciate uh, getting the chance to talk with you, Javi. I know it's been a long time coming. Uh, You can definitely follow me on uh, Twitter for any weird Reds takes. Or if you like Star Wars, I like to tweet about Star Wars and stuff. Mm -hmm. At Jeff Carr with three Fs. When I I think about questions for the Padres, what are their – what are they looking at in the trade deadline? Are they looking to just stand and pat? Are they happy? Are they waiting for some injuries to come back? Or are they going to go after this thing? Look, as we speak, I'm writing up. I've been looking around thinking of trade targets. And it almost seems like a cop-out answer, but the Padres really are in a little bit weirder of a spot than than I than you would think for a contending team, right? Especially for a team that at least has some stuff to give away. But you you look at it where it's like Myers, he's getting paid a lot. How much are people going to want to take him back potentially in a deal if that were to happen? It starts to, you know, the way he's produced this year makes you start to wonder, should they have sold high on him uh, this past offseason? And I don't 
know. They might be right. Eric Hosmer, nobody's taking him. Sorry, guys. We're stuck with the guy. I don't know what to tell you. He's not a good defensive first baseman, and he hits everything on the ground now and seems almost happy about it sometimes. He gets back. He's like, he's like, hey, not happy that he's out. But he's like, oh, I really got I, I got a good barrel on that one. I'm like, we know. We know you hit the ball hard. It's not that. It's just that you hit it always on the ground. <laughs> like, I appreciate the contact and stuff, but like hit it up just a little bit. I mean, and it's also eye test stuff, too, when he's hitting. Well, you can tell it's not just like he's having this weird luck thing. You can tell the swing. He's just <laughs> chopping it down every time. I swear. Um, Guys, that exit also- velocity was 109. Yeah, it was a double play, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Come on, Eric. We need you, man. Uh, and it's really, it's really sucked because his launch angle last year was like 8.7. This year it's 2.1. So it's just like, ah, right. We thought we were getting a transformation. Old dogs looting new checks, but that hasn't happened. Um, so it's really hard to say exactly where the Padres are. And when you think about starting pitching, I'm just having trouble believing that Blake Snell is going to be this bad. Yeah. Like you're telling me he's got a 4.79 ERA, 4.97, whatever it is right now. And that that's going to stick. You're telling me that Wade Miley will be better than him this year. You're telling <laughs> <No>. me that <laughs> you're telling me that Dylan Bundy, that that's the tier he's on. Look, I could accept defeat and be like, maybe he's not going to be this ace pitcher, but at least give me like a 3.6 ERA. You know what I mean? At least give me something like that and show me some good strikeout stuff, which he still has. So that's a little bit hard to believe. They've still got Denelson Lament, who's slowly working his way back. First time I've seen a team kind of instead of going the route of just putting him on the IL, where like, we're just going to pitch you two innings at a time, go with the six man rotation type of thing. Then you've got Ryan Weathers, who's been a breakout for them. And then you've got Joe Musgrove, who's been one of the best offseason additions for any team I'd wager in baseball this year. So there's still reasonable. And then you Darvish, who's been awesome, even if his spin rates uh, fell by a, a concerning amount uh, in the other day, <laughs> in his last start. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the weird part about them is you would think, you know, trading for pitcher, they don't necessarily need that. I think they might try and get a reliever, uh, especially since Drew Pomeranz is still apparently weeks away from even beginning a rehab assignment. And based on just seeing baseball's injuries this year and all these guys that have suffered setbacks, you know, whether it be Carlos Carrasco, whether it be Noah Syndergaard and I think it was, uh, there was one Severino, more the other day, I think, as well. Severino, Luis yeah. Severino of the Yankees. Like, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind just getting some, some backup there in the bullpen, even if it has been good. So we'll have to see. I imagine they'll be shopping for hitters, but the question is, where do you fit them? Right. Like right. you've got Jake, you've got Tatis, you've got May Machado. Unfortunately, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, guys like that is not too much legroom. And Tommy Pham, who everybody wanted to DFA after the first month of the season, all of a sudden, one of the best, most productive at bats um, in the lineup right now. So it's hard to say exactly where they're going, but I'd be a little surprised if they didn't do anything. Maybe not some Max Scherzer quality move, but at least do something to bolster that lineup a little bit. I understand that. I, I look at the Padres overall, and I think that they are one of the definitely one of the top three or four most talented rosters in the National League. So that doesn't surprise me a ton that, you know, they're not really looking for a huge upgrade. Maybe like I always I mean, shout out to the movie Moneyball. I always think of like Ricardo Rincon or something like that. Like they're just <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. for a lefty that they can throw in there for three batters and and mm-hmm. get a couple outs. So uh mm-hmm. But that's all right. That's all right. Give it. Give us a shout out on the social for social on the social for this series, so that uh, Reds fans can give you a follow. Absolutely, man. Uh, you can follow the Padres podcast on at 
wow, hold on. You can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Padres. All sorts of memes on there, like tweeting from there. I've been ramping it up a little bit, trying to get the content going. And then you got the memes and dreams on my personal account, which is at Javapeno. That's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I often don't tweet about baseball. Often, as you might uh, be familiar, it's a lot of weird stuff in between, whether it be video games, anime, or what have you. But uh, lately, I've been doing it more because my followers like that, and I like racking up the engagement. So I've been trying to do some baseball tweets. Uh, but follow me on there if you'd like. I do all sorts of writing at different places. Got this new site launching, justbaseball.com. Go type it up. June 22nd, um, RM Layton of Lockdown Marlins is the editor-in-chief, uh, co-founder, whatever you want to say, uh, for that. It's going to be really, really good. I've got a bunch of pieces coming out next week. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, um, just just stay just stay, stay healthy, my Cincinnati uh, folks out there that are listening. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. Also, too, uh, little known to any Reds fans for sure, but uh, Javi writes some movie stuff, too. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Every now and then I write a little bit about the, the games and the movies, the Anna and the Apocalypses, my uh, <laughs> pin tweet right now, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I look forward to that stuff. If you guys, if that's your thing, I know this is a baseball podcast, but just in case that's your thing. Eh, everybody's got different things. That, that, that works. Well, Javi, man, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, coming on and doing some doing a crossover. I love doing crossovers, man. These are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. Absolutely, man. And zip zap do da bango, everybody. That about does it for this interview with Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds. Really enjoyed it. Nice chunky boy podcast for you guys for this Friday. Before we wrap things up, I just want to mention to you today on the Locked On Today podcast, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks stop Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets from sending them home. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. 20 minutes or less. Getting all of your sports news. Peter Bukowski does a great job hosting that show, guys. And, okay, yeah, uh, we've got this Dodgers series coming up. I guarantee you, me and Jeff Snyder of Lockdown Dodgers will be doing our crossover. You can look forward to that uh, starting Monday and probably through Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be talking all Dodgers stuff. Padres Dodgers the third. Very... Very, very exciting. Can't wait for that, guys. And then next week as well, going to be doing more, uh, more all-star ballot stuff. And next week, guys, also going to be having a special talk with Arm Layton of Lockdown Marlins and Lockdown Only Prospects about Just Baseball, the new site that he is uh, a founder of. And it launches June 22nd. Like I said, in the description below, you can check it out. Subscribe to the newsletter, the TikTok, which has over like 50,000 followers and a million likes, or maybe not a million likes, but it's got a whole lot of likes. They're killing it on there. And I'm going to be writing about the Padres. And one of my pieces next week may not may or may not be about el nino or trade targets so uh look forward to that guys uh, i know arm really liked it so that's that that made me feel confident every time someone says they like your writing as a writer it, it makes you feel good it makes you feel good trust me because us writers we are very cynical folk and we always bash our own work and whatnot so uh look forward to that next week we'll be talking about the site on this podcast and breaking it down a little bit more and of course recapping all the games <laughs> And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast where your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast if you don't mind. And also send me a little question in the review description, and I will answer it on the show. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.